Wakanda forever. Geek Force reflects on the amazing cinematic history of Chadwick Boseman, his impact on the community, and his impact on our lives. Eming, Kat, and Raymond talk about Lovecraft Country, and Marlon just listens. Tune in to see what's happening now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G-Squad of Emi, Ray, and Marlon. Welcome, you guys, to our show. Yo. It's another hot day in the Bay Area. You know, um, we're sweating and dying and melting. But what keeps us alive and motivated is all the great stuff that's on our streaming services and in our video game consoles, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who needs cable? Who needs cable? There's cable. Um, if you what do is cable? cable? I, don't, I, I really am interested to know what do you watch on cable because I feel like you... Everything's <laughs> online. What do you need? On there. <laughs> um, today will be interesting. I feel like we're just going over a lot of stuff we watched or played over the weekend because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happened. This is Labor Day weekend. So a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff came out. Um, I'm excited um, to talk about it. So Who's excited? Cat's excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know Cat's excited. Um, but uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. So Friday, which was September 4th, I believe, a lot of stuff dropped. Um, mm-hmm. AB, uh, first, it was Disney special edition of Mulan, if you paid the $30. Not my $30. Uh, Amazon Prime dropped season two of The Boys, the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like some... Oh, and then HBO, surprisingly, dropped the fourth fifth episode is this the fifth episode fourth fourth or fifth episode of lovecraft uh country and i was like what why did hbo do that who knows but it's been out since friday um so if you haven't watched it and it's monday right now then by the time you watch this friday so you should have already watched it by now if you're watching it uh so just that was really great to watch that too really early um and then you know some video games have dropped out uh Crystal Dynamics uh, Marvel Avengers games officially came out, and I Yo. think some of you guys played that over the weekend. So yeah, yeah. we're gonna probably talk among all those things today. Um, Did anyone I, catch that? Uh, was that Stephen King's show or whatever came out about the the wolf show. or Ridley oh, yeah. really yeah, Scott? Yeah, really Scott. The first ten minutes, and then I was like. Hold on, I will finish it, and I didn't finish it because I forgot. The boys kind of took president of that. Cool. So then I, I didn't know that. if it's worth if it's worth watching or not. I mean, I haven't seen a really Scott thing since the Aliens. Maybe uh, next week saga. we'll have a review on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm working on it, you guys. I just the boys. <laughs> um, the boys. Let's hear it for the boys. Speaking of the boys, uh, if if your listeners do not know about the show, it comes on Amazon Prime. Um, it's already on its second season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's how would I how 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 should we describe it? Because it's like it's like it's less optimistic heroes. and more pessimistic around how people would behave if they were superheroes in and the world. Showrunner is Eric Kripke, the great great creator who brought us Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's why I get excited about this show all the time because mm-hmm. Eric Kripke is the best. Yeah, basically, imagine if. Oof, let's say uh, Amazon uh, owned the rights to 
to human beings who had superpowers. That's pretty much what I like to imagine it. I like to imagine that Vought is Amazon <laughs> at the end of the day. And I'm like, wow. oh, I see more and more of this connection yeah, with actually. every episode that Amazon. Uh, deep that Jeff and creepy, Bezos Marlon. Is, deep and creepy. <laughs> this is about Jeff Bezos. And I'm seeing it having more and more. Like, yeah. oh, they're doing yeah. it. <laughs> that is a beautiful description of how to describe the show. And I think it's very appropriate that it comes on Amazon Prime. So maybe Ooh. they actually do own them, Marlon. So you're not far off. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically what Marlon said is that. But uh, also the people who aren't the superheroes, how would you describe them? They're just a, a, a group of just, they're not losers. They're just... Well, they're the A-team, but like they're like the... People with skills <laughs> and the they're one like person... a really that's... angry A-team. Like a, like a really like... Like the reject A team, and I feel like yeah. they made, and I feel like at some point they made a reference to where the A team, and I was like, okay, yeah. they get it, they're aware of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 they did, they did, and they are trying to expose who the superheroes are and stuff because you know they're super just in everything, you know, as far as social media, TV shows, merchandise, and everything. They're just trying to expose the public for who they are because some of the characters, if you didn't see season one, were really affected by uh, their company and uh, by superheroes' choices. Now, leading superhero group is probably, like, the worst superhero known in history is Homelander, which is like a combination of Superman and Captain America put together, but he's like the most evil superhero character I've ever seen in so long. I like, call him psychopathic too. And he's super creepy. He, first of all, he makes milk creepy. How the fuck is that possible? I, I, uh, this is, is off topic. I remember a friend of mine watching a movie with with him in it, and uh-huh. the guy the, uh, when they saw him, they were like, "Man, he looks like a murderer." And then uh, sooner or later, when they came back around to the boys, they were like, "Whoa, this, yeah, this is the right role for this guy." Like, he just, you're right, he looks creepy. <laughs> he just has really yeah. piercing blue eyes that just make you uncomfortable, and I feel like that's, I think that, I think he probably, I'd be surprised if he, if he spoke a line for his try out for this rock like he just came in and just looked at him okay this guy has the, the look of a really creepy superhero we're gonna make him be a thing but like, i feel like what's wild about the show is like like they really it's propaganda around superheroes like mind you like geek culture it kind of looks like oh like everyone's wearing a t-shirt with their favorite superhero on or like wearing banners in their room and it's like like it can look propaganda-ish but in this show they take it to like the next level where like each superhero is like involved in school programs so school programs get money from the VOT program where the superheroes are tied to and like those programs are tied to TV shows which they get to rewrite how the superheroes kind of interact with the world in terms of like comics TV, movies, clothes they go to the Oscars they're fully integrated in every aspect of American consumerism and they just kind of take it over and in this new season like they've got what they wanted which is now they're a part of the branch of the military and the government now yeah and that's when things get interesting um because the guy we finally kind of get to see who is higher up in this corporation behind the superhero Giancarlo Esposito which is one of the best act, like character actors ever in anything he does and just seeing him and like do the, the right first, thing to this right, 
My man got range. <laughs> so much range. And there's just so many scenes where he's just sitting there quietly. And I'm just like, damn, he don't have to say shit. And he's just commanding the whole scene. It's just, and it's perfect for someone against Homelander who, you know, physically he's intimidating. He's scary. And you know, he carries so much power that he can just literally kill you. And the fact that Homelander is kind of like a little intimidated by uh, this, what's his name? Edgar Stan, whatever his name is. Uh, Mr. Stan's uh, like presence. Like I was like, he's kind of afraid of him. Cause I was like, if Homelander was afraid, he would just kill him. But the fact that he was just like, okay, you know? And I was just like, man, that's a, that's a whole nother uh, problem for him. Yeah. And I mean, it, was dope. it was a good scene. Cause I mean, last season Homelander was, pretty much throwing his weight around with the the last woman that was in charge of him. And he was very vocal, like, I want it my way. And then to see him be like, I'm going to go upstairs to, the, like, the 99th floor and show him that I'm in charge. And John Carlo is just like, have a seat. <laughs> Listen, you're a big crying baby. And you're a man-child. And everything that's happening right now is your fault. So I have to clean up your mess because you as a man-child caused this. So unless so you can quit if you want to quit, but remember you did this. And if we had to, you know, make some moves to accommodate you moving, we could make those moves. Yeah. And then see him get up and like walk out in the house. like, oh, that was a good scene. That was a that scene was of a like, scene. he's like, oh yeah, I'm aware that you can probably physically hurt me. Like I'm fully aware of that. But Vought is more than just you as a human being. Sorry, just you as a as a superpowered human being. And just seeing him be like, my superpower is my wealth and my presence which is far more stronger than your super strength, speed, vision, all that fun stuff. Wow. And and on top of that, you know, we actually get a new superhero character this season. Um, her name is Stormfront. Um, you guys have any opinions on her so far? For the ones who've seen the first two episodes. Um, I know she's a lightning user, and that's all I know. So I'm going to reserve mine for, for later. <laughs> For later, Amy, do you? Have I've read the comic to... book, and I, I don't want to say anything. Um, I like that she kind of challenges the current, um, the idea of what you see of for, for, for people who work for this organization. I feel like she, like I feel like she doesn't really know a lot about what she works for. She just, I'm here to do my thing, yada yada yada. That's that's what I think she. But I I feel like she's gonna play a bigger role as the season progresses because like she's too strong she, she, she seems too strong of a character and a personality to just let her like exist and not get involved in the current shitstorm that is currently spinning around yes um i'm gonna save mine for later too because uh episode three please make sure you watch episode three um so that's on the superhero side as far as like, you know, you know, we, we have others, but like uh, Starlight is doing things for the other guy. But I'm like for me right now, she hasn't really she's kind of changed in a way, but I don't I don't I feel like I need to give her more time to understand because I feel like she's just caught up in the middle of thing of everything. And she's just making decisions of in the moment where she thinks is best. And I'm just like, I'm. I'm like, it's not like I don't care, but I'm just like, uh, you have a question. I have a question mark over her head. But um, as far as that, uh, another part I liked for the first two episodes was uh, Kevin or the deep, you know, 
as from last season, he uh, kind of assaulted. He he basically assaulted Starlight, you know, and you know he got banished from being the Seven, and now he's in some kind of weird form of. It's not even therapy. It's some weird. It's Scientology. Yeah. yeah. He got kidnapped. <laughs> and he like they were going to be like, like, Corey's like, this is straight up Scientology. <laughs> and yeah, it's basically that. And for me, this was like one of my favorite, so far it's my favorite part of the, of the season so far, because uh, it, I was not expecting this. And I'm like, where is this going? And it's just got more interesting and more interesting. And I'm like, what, well, what's else, what else is going to happen to him? Because we know what he wants, but what is he going to do? to to get to get there and he he's he joined Scientology and I was like <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah that that's another thing that's really wild for me as far as the superheroes for the non superheroes I mean we have Huey who's to me he's he's still Huey but then he's like trying to like he has a lot to prove like he has nothing to lose and in and in, in that he wants to kind of lead the team you know because he's like you know um he he still wants to get revenge and he wants to help everyone get back to their loved ones but then at the same time he wants to get with starlight because you know that's 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 the only one who's kind of giving him hope right now but as you know Huey doesn't really have a particular set of skills so it's just kind of <laughs> awkward uh, what did he say he goes yeah I'm like I'm like Katniss and I was like boy please <laughs> stop um but yeah, I was like, they were like naming stuff and that part stuck. I was like, really? He thinks he's kind of okay. Um, poor Yui. And then we still have uh I mean we still have the French guy, and then we have Mother's Milk, and then we have uh Kimiko, who I like is trying to exp- expand her character development, but at the same time I'm like, where is it going? Because it's like, you know, she's she's being accepted and she's incredible with her super strength and, and all the powers, but I'm just like what's in store for her because I really do want to see her go off against these other superhero people because her killing regular humans is just brutal you guys I just she just she's throwing out trash <laughs> I'm like let's her, let's see some challenges in uh her fighting against the big guys because she that girl I love her though um but uh um I'm trying to think what was the big thing that happened in season two Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're missing everything with Homelander. So last season, uh, uh, so the big plot of from last season that's bleeding into this one is uh, the the corporate the Vought, the Vought person lady she's dead. Uh, they are saying that Butcher, who uh, Carl Urban is portraying, and to me he's like the best character to me, is portraying. Uh, so he's kind of on the run for now. If you haven't. Yeah, he's on the run. But before, before, like, they did a flashback episode, he was able to see that his wife is still alive and she has a son. And the son is Homelander's son. So that is, to me, is like, okay, so Butcher has a motive to get back to her. Homelander is now kind of not focusing his duties on being a superhero, but, like, trying to understand his, his son and stuff. And, um... And the wife, you know, she she's just like, what the why, why, you know? So I I enjoy that story uh, line right there because it's so messy, but like something's gonna have to give because 
there's only so much you can do when a kid's involved, right? So well, yeah, I mean, I think they're trying to like paint um, like a, like a, a, a differing image because if you because Homelander's childhood was him being in like a room with like four walls and being observed, which of course manifested him having these like mommy issues, um, these family issues. It also is the reason why he's psychotic and wants to be controlling. I mean, even that first season, Maeve was telling people that she can't have friends or like hang out with people of the opposite sex because he ends up killing them because he considers the seven all of his people and he murders people who get involved in like his uh, possessive nature of them. So him having a kid, he's trying to be like, oh, I have a kid now. Uh, I'm going to like do all the things that I want to do with the, with this kid. Um, but also he's a psychotic uh, mm-hmm. homicidal superhero. So you get a chance to really see what does that all manifest into when it comes to being a father to, to this kid who might potentially have uh, powers similar to his own. I know what mm-hmm. I want this kid to do. That's for damn sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we all do, but it's like, <laughs> is he ready? And I feel like knowing that, he is losing focus on the seven and that could open opportunities for some other mess that's happening in the seven because of that. And so that's why I'm like looking forward to the next few episodes. Cause I feel like that's where we're heading. Like if, if Huey and the gay are not going to be able to destroy the seven the way they want to, I feel like the, it's going to destroy itself internally because people are just messy and I'm for it. I'm very happy that this show has such short seasons too, because um, I I think it it does it better it does it better at the end of the day to they can get straight to the point um, they can like really fit the consistency of it doesn't feel like there's very many filler scenes um, right much of those first two episodes uh, this season I almost feel like they needed three because those first two episodes like I liked them but like there also was. It was just, it was just so much. Uh, maybe not so much. It just felt like half of those two episodes was like prep work for the rest of season two, uh, mm-hmm. while the other half was like, okay, we'll get some plot development going on. But the rest of it was like, here's this new character. Here's the boys are in this new situation. They're trying to figure it out. Like they're, and so it just felt like a lot of it was was prep work for what's to come. Um, and it sounds like season three was when it got crazy. Um, which is, I feel like a lot of these Netflix, the old the Netflix shows were doing that too in their thirteen episode runs. So like mm-hmm. the first two, everyone was always like ah you know it's building up and then it gets into like episode three four and you're like all right now i got real um so um yeah i mean it's a big game changer the episode three that i think it definitely like like you said it changes the tone like those first episodes set up what's at stake what's been accomplished um and then in the third episode great like we're now going into this blow it all up this new stuff yeah, and like here are the new like hot people to look at. Here are the new like um, they're going to be issue touch points later on that are going to have to be remedied and figured out. But yeah, I think like episode three definitely is like great. Like this is where we're going to stop, and you're going to have to reflect on what the future looks like because everything to, at this point is now uh, in the air. Yeah, I agree. Season three, and that's why I'm really excited for you guys to episode watch. Three. Oh yeah, episode three. I mean, I'm excited for season three. Also, I get Jensen Ackles back in my life. So, uh, <laughs> for me definitely stepped up the whole steak situation, and it just it got so like 
intense and i was like amazon was smart to release three so now you're like every day when is it friday when's it friday i might just wait the thursday at midnight to watch episode four um because it's just a lot of stuff went down in how long is how long are the episodes it's like less than an hour and a lot uh, of about an hour it was, yeah, i'm not even gonna say it was stuffed it was just it was nicely paced but damn you guys there's so much stuff to unpack from that that i'm like okay i need to go forward to kind of carry the balance a little bit because it was just bam 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 and da, da. you're like what oh my gosh oh my gosh and then episode and then it ends you're like no i gotta wait one more week uh so yeah i i highly recommend watching the three episodes if you haven't already because it's good it's it's what we need right now um yeah as far as superhero shows. Can I talk about Stormfront now or do I talk about Stormfront later? Uh, Amy, Ray? I'm going to take off Go my headphones then. Just let me know when you're done. Great. All right, and so three, two, I'm not even going to say anything about the episode in general. Um, so if you, just to keep you up to, to, you know, I want you all to watch that. It's great and everything. But um, the thing about the boys is that the comic has a lot of these like BS superheroes with BS backstories and BS powers. Um, but Stormfront is not originally a part of the seven in the comics. Stormfront's part of like a group called like the De Facto or whatever. Um, but um, what's interesting about Stormfront is that in the comics, Stormfront is a man. Um, uh, and he's like basically supposed to be uh, the kind of like opposite of Homelander in a sense. Um, but he's also kind of um, like a straw man for like uh, Captain America because mm-hmm. Stormfront in the comics uh, was, you know, manufactured by Nazis. So Stormfront is a Nazi in the comic. Like he fully is a card carrying member of the Nazi party. Um, and in the comics has like, he says a lot of like truly anti-Semitic things and racist things in the comics because like they're like, oh, this guy is terrible, but like he's also still a superhero and he also like, you know, he doesn't hide that he has these beliefs. Like he's he's like known as like the, you know, inflammatory superhero, saves, blah, 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 or whatever. And like they really play him up in the comics is like, he's this terrible guy. He's always telling people he's always calling people mongrels or he's like, you know, saying like really like sketchy things. Um I think like the it really comes to a head when like they get into a fight with like uh, mother's milk and some things are said and it's like oh this is off the wall like discussion and this is crazy. But when I heard that Stormfront was going to be in the movie in the show, I was like oh my god they're breaking in the Nazi <laughs> and I'm like, oh it's a woman. Oh this is too funny on multiple points because one I think they were okay we can't bring in a man to be this Nazi character because the internet and the world is already a ridiculous place. Let's bring in this woman and like, let's just have her be this Nazi character. Let's also like have her be like this, like really interesting feminist Nazi character, which is like even wilder. Um, But literally I was like, Oh my God, what are they going to do with her? So for me, I was like, yo, I'm going to keep on Stonefront. And episode three, like mind you, they don't ever give her the chance to give out that she's a Nazi. Um, I mean, even in episode three, you get like a kind of like, she says something like super problematic, but you're just kind of like, oh, that was kind of messed up. Maybe she's just angry. But if you know the comedy, like, oh, she's starting to show her like SS flag right now. Like this is starting to come out. So I'm really interested to see if they're going to slow burn her Nazism throughout this season and then be like, 
boom, Nazi, Nazi. And it's like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So I'm so glad you said that. I was, I wasn't thinking of Nazi, but by episode three, I was like, this chick is worse than Homelander. And that's why I oh, was like, racist. So she does a lot I, of things. I was telling like when, when Evie hears this later, I was telling her, keep your eye out and watch episode three. Cause you know, she's she even isn't like Homelander. I was like, by episode three, Homelander's not even your problem. Oh yeah, no. This chick is racist and she's she's very problematic. Yeah. And she looks like she is gonna make everything worse. Oh and my God. so it was funny how you said that because when I was watching it, I was like, she was giving me those vibes of like, and I know I always reference Get Out, but she was reference, she was making me think of the lady in Get Out, the the wife with the teacup. She was giving me those vibes. Like she was low key. She's she's very progressive, you know. Oh yeah, I understand. And I'm very outspoken. And I'm like, okay, this is this is getting kind of scary. Why is she so on that? And then mm-hmm. turn around, you see her do some stuff. I was like, I think she's, I think she's worse than whole. I think she's super evil, and that's scary because how does she even get chosen and everything? So that that's my number one question is, who like picked her out and how did she get to there? Because there were so many superheroes they could have like chosen to put in here, and and for her to just like her actions in, in season three really opened my eyes and I was like, oh, this she's one of them fake liberal chicks where they're like, yeah, yeah we're all about everything, but I secretly have my KKK role yeah. in my Birkin bag or something. I don't know. It's next to my next to my pocket dog. Exactly. Like I think I think like her as a character, I think was so important to bring in because like from all the snippets they showed you of her, she's like being outspoken. She's like standing up to Homelander, like, oh yeah, you go girl, like stand up to Homelander. Like the first episode, she's like, hey, where are the pockets to these costumes? Why are there pockets in our costumes? Why are we gonna these like little like press junkets? We're just the meat to the conversation. Why has it gotta be girl power? Like men can be superheroes, women can be superheroes. It, it, it doesn't matter if you have a penis or a vagina. And it's like, she's being super progressive. Like, like basically, I love that they were like really making her be the standout woman of like, hey, like I'm going to be outspoken. I'm going to like, I'm going to pull up my chair to the table and like say what I want to say, but also be like, she's racist though. Right. <laughs> Just like, and, and I think, they, they, and honestly, they did so much with her in the third episode. Um, they did so much to express like, hey, like, you know, all those progressive values. Here she is in this like, what, 20 minute scene where she does unimaginable racist shit and it's just like oh oh wow together in that time frame. oh i, I see what's like, happening now oh you're <laughs> that kind of person and i think it's why because mind you i think in the other episodes they were really hinting at like like she was picked by like the 99th floor I meaning someone picked her I meaning mm. she was vetted was also crazy it's like even with like you know uh the deep he was allowed to be back home to the seven because of the head uh, guy from the Scientology group. So it mm-hmm. seems like anyone who's high enough in the position can just automatically be like, hey, bot, this person is, sh- is like going to be put up for a recommendation. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if bot just put her in space, but who recommended her? If that's right. going to be a bigger backstory of like, she was put there because of like, also like they talk about the fact that, you know, bot itself has ties to, um, 
the Nazi party. So I'm wondering if that, those two go together. Right, right, right. And, and it makes sense in case, like, maybe, again, Vault isn't, isn't like that. Like, they may be like that, but not like that. That this person at the table who, who vetted her has a secret agenda. And maybe that's another character reveal towards something else. I just know for a fact that Homelander is actually going to be someone that we're going to be hoping to help with the situation. And that's going to feel oh, no. so weird. They're going to have sex. Like, no, I'm, don't oh, say yeah. that. I'm already no. predicting that Homelander and Stormfront at some point are going to have like, cause it always happens. Like you had this like guy who's like in charge and the strong woman comes along. He's like, she doesn't listen to me. She doesn't respect my authority. And then she's like, so what are you going to do about it? And then they just start making out hardcore and they have sex. So I can see like, He's going to get emotionally attached to her because she's like, she's the only one standing up to him. They'll probably have like a tryst and like, she'll be like, listen, we need to like come together. These people are trying to get us. These like, I, I feel like she's going to play up the, the worst part of him and right. just like really stoke the flame. So I can see her being that person because he's lost that person. Right. Like last right. season, it was the woman who he ended up murdering. And this season, there needs to be someone who can manipulate him. And this person is perfect for it. Right. But and I'm they like, have superpowers. So <laughs> if he gets out of hand, they can have a full-on fight and then they'll probably have like hardcore sex and like Who's going to win the fight though? Because I feel like Stormfront's also hiding some extra stuff. Oh yeah. yes. She's, she's, she's strong. She's she like has Thor. lightning. I think, I think she's got some other stuff that she's just not even like showing. And I'm like, yo, are we really going to have to che- We're going to have to be like, Homelander, get up. Stop her. Oh, I don't want to do that. that. We're no, not okay. We're not gonna. We're just gonna like have them fight, and then what's the what's we'll the deal with? We'll deal with whoever's left over. Exactly. Yeah, he's the less evil. We'll think no. about that Rocky quote. We'll be like, I if they think, die, I don't think he is. They die. <laughs> <laughs> if they die, they die. I. I mean, of course we want both, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just worried. I'm concerned, and I really feel like this show has so many flawed characters. Like this, everyone's flawed, you know. And I feel like it's all about how these flawed characters kind of use their abilities to mm-hmm. manipulate. It's like everyone's mm-hmm. being manipulated to to do these goals. And I'm like, when you take someone as evil as him, and now I'm, I'm going I feel like I'm gonna have to be like, I'm gonna have to be on his side because I really don't want her, you know? But she's a what a I feel like this what's gonna happen, but we'll see. I, I, we'll see. They're gonna do something stupid, they'll fight off camera. They'll be gone for a minute on some honeymoon and we won't care. We only will care when they like start joining up and start s- systematically getting rid of all the black and brown people. <laughs> what if she maybe finds out about his kid and then that's when he's going to have to be like, nah, nah, chick, you, you, you crossed the line. And I, cause I was like, why, why are we keep showing this kid? No. And, and stuff. I think the kid I, you is. You don't think she's going to find out because she did I ask. Like- is he? I feel like at that point they're gonna do some sort of a. The other thing they're gonna do is some sort of America First. Yep. They're doing the whole Saving America thing. Mm. Uh, they really so leaned on that after, hard. Yeah, they leaned on yeah. it hard the first two episodes. So if she's if they're gonna go full Nazi with her, uh, that's gonna America that's gonna first. come that's gonna come up at some point. He's gonna have Why to maybe so... he falls in love with her like you're saying, and then he's gonna have to fight her because of the. 
because of his uh, his his saving America thing. Uh, <laughs> AKA sure, making sure. America great again. Oh, yeah, these writers. Yo, I mean, I know, <laughs> that, the, I know that the that the actor was like, I understand that this character is going to cause a lot of people to be angry, but this character's specific specific role is to have a conversation about what's happening in America right now. So if you're angry with her. You need to look around and be angry at actual people that exist like this person. Look around, look around. Yeah, I agree. How um, unlucky we are. <laughs> yeah, thank you for finishing my line. Um, <laughs> I really, I, I think another reason I really like The Boys so far is it really is taking what is happening in our society and in our whole atmosphere and they're putting it in such a way where it's really relatable. Got and, um, Could she come back? Oh, sorry to cut you off. I was That's trying okay. to do it discreetly. Yeah, we're wrapping it up, but I want you to be part of this discussion of from what we've seen so far, even as far as like the first season, how the writers are so in tune with today, what's happening in today's society, and how they are smartly putting it in the dialogue and creating scenarios, you know, in the story that in another way, it feels like that's just another dimension of our reality in a way, you know? They just have superheroes. But it's basically a lot of the same stuff is happening. And um, it is interesting to see and, 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 and people who who are who eyes are close to what's going on in the political part of America, watching this show should actually make you be like, hmm, this person reminds me of so-and-so, so maybe I should pay attention or something. I don't know. But I do like how... The writers are just very smart and just in tune and what's happening. And uh, and even like even the pop references and stuff, it's so relevant and I love it. And I was just asking or I was just saying that so that uh, if you ever felt the same way when you're watching it, um, too, Amy. If things what do you mean? Like, are things happening in the real world? I, I see happen in the boys. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. So, like, I, like Homelanders, um, uh, saving America, uh, whole uh, platform stuff. Saving like that. America platform. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make, make America great again. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has some MAGA vibes. Hardcore MAGA vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anything specifically, but that definitely just his whole. Aura, not even aura, just yeah. his being reeks of those <laughs> of everything that we've seen so far, like in the news lately. Just that, all right, of that. right, right. And and I mean, even Marley made the comparison of how a vault is like Amazon, and it's true. Mm. Because yeah, who's the, <laughs> who's the one person in the world who's just getting richer from everything? Jeff Bezos, and that's kind of scary how that's happening. And I feel like that's uh, in vault how uh, how their companies actually run, right? And how they're making their money. It's it's kind of similar. We should it's, be concerned if Amazon ever gets into into like government or pharmaceuticals, or if Amazon develops vaccines um, and stuff, or I, anything like I that. I would bet they're already involved in government. Yeah, or, I, I mean, like. It, in a more obvious way, I mean. I would say when they get involved in pharmaceuticals, that's when she's probably worried. Yeah. Amazon yeah. pharmaceuticals are 
I, would, what, I would also bet they're already involved in that's how we get compound v amazon is actually right about amazon pharmaceuticals because amazon already has their own brand now i know like amazon will buy from a, a bigger brand but they just put their label on but the fact that they have already starting to do that because i've seen that that is uh worried now when amazon develops their own thing that's when we're gonna be like yeah, what did the boys teach us? <laughs> they, if they're doing that, they got they got stuff in R and D uh, <laughs> that's already in the. They probably already working on Compound V. Uh, it's too late, and too just, late. Yeah, it's already too late. Uh, they're definitely in politics already. There's oh there's God, too right? many ways to you uh, anonymously give campaign money as a corporation that is legal in our co- in our country. So I'm sure they're already involved in political <sighs> campaigns. So um, we need our own so. version of the boys to kind of <laughs> fight this? I don't know. We have been for this day for a long time. We're <laughs> <laughs> okay. the boys, cat. <laughs> um, I'm definitely Huey because I have nothing to contribute. Wow, just assigned yourself the role of Huey. Damn, you just gave yourself the bottom of the barrel. I just don't know what I'm going to be doing. Like, you'll be yelling at someone, cat. So I'm butcher, like, <laughs> why not? I don't why know. Not? <laughs> oh my god, I don't think cat can be that negative. <laughs> I could if the world if I knew the world was ending and people weren't listening I, I understand so for me Butcher Welcome has been party. a little bit more on it and I get it because he has so much at stake especially when he found out the love of his life is still alive yeah his motivations are going to get even darker and st- I get that I just that's just his personality times 50 now because he's like I'm just trying to get my wife fuck everybody else like literally fuck everybody else to the point where people on the team is like if i die it, like you care you, you don't care if i die basically and he's just be like you know say something funny and <laughs> walk off i'm like damn like but you're doing a great job on the show he's my favorite character he's just every daddy's home right daddy's home. <laughs> the way he said that had me dying and he was shook. He was like, "No, no." What's the, what's the Frenchman's name? Uh, I don't know. We could call him Frenchie. Is it Frenchie? Uh, I think it's Frenchie. Is it Frenchie? No, but he has a real name though. Andre? Is it Francois? Would they no. call him Frenchie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they call him Frenchie. I just can't. I just can't remember right now. I he's, can't remember his real name. He's the best. I like him too because he is between him and Mother's Milk. They are the men of logic. Who's you know? building that little doll? That's so sweet. <laughs> because he misses his family. <laughs> but at the same time, he kind of is that person that kind of just is steering. He's like the person who's steering everything. Okay, no, we're going this way. I think Frenchie is just there for, like, I don't know. He he's there. He's he's just a loyal person that's there. Now he don't be telling everybody stuff and he be making mistakes. But you can't rely on him for for whatever he is good at, which is all the criminal stuff. <laughs> he, he ain't Trish from Just, Jessica Jones, so that's all that really matters. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree on that. So the boys, again, they're messy. They're very, very messy. But so far by episode three, they do kind of do some shit that you're like, okay, you know, so what else can they do, you know? 
from from hearing on out um and everything but uh yeah i listeners if you are just like man i gotta watch this show just check out if you haven't seen it at all season one is still on amazon prime season two uh new episodes come out every friday on amazon prime just make sure to check it out if you are a really big fan and do what marlene did and just read the comics which eventually i will too but uh yeah i think that's that's it about the boys um what's our next topic of discussion <laughs> oh, Sorry. Do we want to go into Mulan or do we want to go into Marlon? Let's get down to business and discuss not in the- Mulan. Okay. Amy, you lead it. They give us lyrics when we asked. For some, it's a shame Disney said no, we couldn't get them. So we got a PG-13 movie. Now let's listen about this movie. <laughs> Thank you, Marlon, for that moving intro. Uh, last This past Friday, Disney dropped Sorry, that'd be, Mulan. That'd be $30 right there. $30. <laughs> uh, per, was it Prime? No. Premium Premium Access. You have to pay $30 to watch this film. Our biggest concern was is it worth $30 to pay to watch this film when it might become it's probably coming out in December for free? Uh I mean, I thought it was good. I don't know if it's worth $30, but I enjoyed it. The one thing I'm really sad about this is that I didn't that this movie didn't come out in theaters. Cause it was freaking beautiful the opening shots the little shots were just mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. i it it was meant to be on the big screen mm-hmm. it should have been on the big screen fuck you coronavirus <laughs> it was so pretty the simple things like there was the shot of a bucket falling and even that was pretty i was like how did you manage that right, so right, right. if they don't get an award for that somehow i'm gonna be mad because i thought it was very well executed um I wasn't really caught up in the the differences between the the the, the original cartoon film and this one because I, I thought it's 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 been better. It was better than most live action Disney film remakes that I've seen. Um, they did it way better than previous. I think they've learned their lesson after the couple of times they've you know failed at it. So I think it was better. I love that it was a fully. Uh, a cast of Asians, and they try to like put in some random white dude into it, like like a Matt Damon situation. I'm really we, glad that didn't happen. We can talk about the crew, but uh. yeah, the crew's a whole different story. I know. Uh, I read a thing that said the director is white. Yep. And she is? The, yeah, yeah. The, the director is a female. She's white. There were several other people on the crew what? who main, the, all the main writers were white. Yeah. What? Um, there were a lot of yeah. That That's makes what, so much sense now. Yeah. So. There's a lot of elements that are questionable, mm-hmm. but I appreciated the product as a whole. Um, I really, I think for like young women who are watching this, I think it's a necessary message for a lot mm-hmm. of ones who like maybe don't fit into like certain, certain shapes or sizes and they feel like they, you know, 
it, Mulan is a good example of that because Mulan doesn't fit into a certain shape or size. She's her own person, and she and when you allow her to be her, her herself, she thrives, which you see in the film. Um, and so I, I really think there's some good stories in here that will resonate with with people who, who who've never seen Mulan or don't or don't know the the story of Mulan or real or Disney version either <laughs> one um but I really enjoyed it there were there was this one moment at the end where I was like my heart my heart exploded because it was just it, it was a nice reflection of where Mulan was in the franchise and where it is now and it was it was very nice it felt very it felt very uh heartwarming I guess is a good word um there I'm not gonna say that there were issues with it, but there were new things added that weren't in the the uh, the, the original film, um, and I think I think Raymond mentioned this um, because there's no Mushu or like you know the, the mystical element is like not there or, or is has to be replaced in a way. Or was it Marlon? Someone said it. I don't know. Someone said it. I don't fucking remember. I know someone Dang. said it. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, someone said it. This is it. always funny. I don't we remember just, who said we're it. We canceled. We're canceled. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you get one. Someone said it. You get a break. I, I think. I didn't say whatever. <laughs> hey, I've been... I've been off this for like 10 minutes, okay? A lot of things came out of my head, all right? I wasn't here. I had a homework who couldn't hear the details of the boys, okay? I'm sorry. We love you. We love you, Amy. It's okay. Whatever. So the mysticism had to be fixed because like certain elements from the cartoon version weren't there and people I know were kind of mad. There was no, there was no, there was no singing. There was no mushu. There was no magic. Basically, there was no magic. But that they mm-hmm. they 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 use the, the magic element i think in a way to go back into the message of mulan like you know you can be this person who tries to you know be your best self all the time do what you can and you might not be recognized for it and that could kind of impact you in the long run and i think the magic element really kind of um created this dynamic where Mulan could see where she could be and where she is. And she's like, no, I'm going to be myself. I think that was a very powerful statement in the film. And I'm done. I'm not going to do anything else. I don't want to get yelled at from from (laughs) quoting people. I fucked up. I'm sorry. It was an accident. Okay, I'm done. Kat, you go. How was the fighting? Very good. I liked it. Uh, well, Kat says she's like a mutant. Um, but I remember, I remember seeing uh, an interview with the director where um, someone was, oh, um, what's his name? Uh, he played that in that Chinese film. Um, Ip Man? I can't his name. Johnny Yen? Yeah. So he, um, they shot this scene where he's like doing this like this uh, fight motion, and they had they had to shoot it in slow motion, so so they could actually see him mm-hmm. do the whole thing because it was so fast. I was like, that's sick, that's cool. Um, so there was a lot of good, like it was just shot very well. So everything they shot, I think, really conveyed the the fight. I mean, they, they probably could have done better. Like, there, there's always room to do better in that way, in that sense. Like you know, with like Game of Thrones and stuff, as as, a, as an example of like fighting scenes that we've seen 
um, in the recent past, but I thought it was good enough. I mean, it's Disney, so you can't see everything, obviously, because it's, it, it's not rated R, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> Where are the guts? Where are the blood? Um, but for what it was, it was, it was good. It was good. Cat, you... you Cat has, has like the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> I, I, I'm not here to tear it down. I'm just saying some stuff. Okay, maybe that is tearing it down. Um, I went in seeing this movie with very low expectations because, you know, it kept getting pushed back. People have a lot of, you know, thoughts on it before it came out. And plus, people were already mad that it was going to be $30. And so when people are like, this movie's going to be this much, it's like, is it even worth it? So you have that mindset of, it's not going to be worth it because what movie is $30? Um, but watching it, I was like, Yes, I agree. Like all the technical aspects of this movie, like the cinematography is just gorgeous. Um, the costume design was beautiful. The production design, the lo- whoever found the locations, like on point. I-, I have to give it up to the crew because they outdid themselves in a Disney live action movie. It was definitely high quality there. I feel like the actors were all chosen really great. They're all high profile um, Chinese actors that. If you are familiar with a lot of the cinema, like for me, Donnie is my favorite martial artist actor ever. And to see him in the, because I didn't know how big his role was going to be in this movie. And he really, like he shown, like he had the perfect amount of presence in each scene because I was like, he's a legend. Same with Jet Li. He's a legend, but I didn't know that was Jet Li. I'm like, that was Jet Li. Jason Scott Lee, the homie. I, I, I didn't get there yet. Hold up. Um, so yeah, Jet Li was the emperor, and like he didn't play. Like I was like, oh, he's an old man now. Nah, he he still. There's a reason why he's an emperor in this movie. I was like, okay, okay, okay. But yes, Marlon's right. Jason Scott Lee is in this, and he was an amazing villain. He was so badass to the point where I was like, I kind of cheering on the villains because they're just so badass. Like in everything they did and their look and just how they all came like in forces, all in black. Like that was just. I actually enjoyed seeing the bad people do bad things. It was like, it was like, get some good scenes on, on them. Um, yeah. And it's just, it was great. Um, but I was not expecting the type of film because I, I knew they were not going to follow Disney's live action format, which is basically copying the animation format as far as frame by frame. They did not do that. So I was like, cool, cool. So where are we going in terms of story and plot or whatever? And it's it's similar. It's like it's similar with like extra stuff. I was just not expecting more fantasy stuff. And I'm thinking they did that because of the lack of magic and stuff and where the where there was magic it was like it was bad so like Gong Li who is one of my favorite Chinese actresses was I don't remember her name but I kept calling her witch she was just this badass character like I was like where does she even come from how did she get to be who she was she kept What's saying your backstory like yeah and so for me I was like out of everybody in the whole movie she was the most interesting character and I was like I need a movie on her like I want to just watch her how her backstory because her 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 episode type films. and that's exactly what <laughs> I text Amy I was like is Gongli magnificent because what the fact that she could actually take out everybody but she did it I was like why 
because you weren't going to be a sub. Like, I don't know. There was just so many. Her motivations were not clear to me. And, and the way it ended for her, I was just like, I don't like that. I did not like that at all. And it kind of felt like store, kind of like Star Wars for a bit because I was teasing Amy. I was like, use the force, Mulan, use the force. And then Gong Lee with her Sith pop, come join me. Come join us. We can change everything. I was like, what kind of Star Wars thing? Anyway, it ended the way it ended. I did not like it. I wanted more for her. So that was my number one thing. I was like, Gong Lee was not treated the way I wanted. Um, Secondly, yes, there was no animals or songs. I felt like the scenes, I think that the animation did really well on. They were kind of like quickly skipped on. So like, you know, in the movie where she's getting ready to go to the matchmakers thing or when she's getting ready to leave the family to go be the army. Those scenes were just like sped up so quickly. And I felt like, wait, but this is a big moment. Why is it like, and then next scene, I was like, you know, I felt like there was a, uh, like a lot of emotion emotion loss like there could have been a more emotional moment but they were just like like the way they jabbed the cone in her hair i was like nah in the in the animation movie they placed it gently (laughs) they had her wrapped nicely and it was like you know you'll bring like nah they were like where's this do this yeah we're going and she was like i'm starving shut up we're going to the magic maker i was like that's the scene (laughs) <laughs> See? Damn. But uh I mean the outcome was still the same. I just felt like those scenes were not I don't know. I could have felt like to see that transition of her struggling in that because that wasn't her thing or her leaving because you know she loves her family. And again, that was the whole thing, devotion to family. I felt like that scene could have been played more, but whatever. Maybe it got cut down. I don't know. Um, so like that was fine, I guess. Uh and then like the crew, I I I liked them, but it, they didn't really feel like characters. They just felt like stand-ins to me. I didn't feel. I felt like the guy she's supposed to be like love interest. They didn't have a lot of chemistry. They really didn't feel like they. Is that no, his name? No, no that's not his name. There's no Shang in this. Isn't Shang? No, no his name's not Shang. Uh, but that guy, uh, I really feel like. I was like, girl, don't marry him. Just be friends with him. Like, he's all like, oh, yes, I knew it. I knew it. Nah, nah, nah. I felt like we didn't know much. And I'm like, that. we didn't know much. And it would have been a longer movie if we did find out. But at the same time, the animated movie gave character to those side characters so quickly. So I don't know. Um, I was kind of disappointed on that. The crew wasn't as... Sorry, Lee Shang. That's not his name. In this. They didn't have Lee Shang in this? No. No. There is no <laughs> Shang in this. Why is no there no Shang? That's disappointing. Because there's not. This was announced when they started, when this first like, was announced. Everyone's there was name no, was changed. There was no Shang. Wow, so Honestly, there were no love interests. There was no love interest, but the, there was potential. And I'm like... Yeah. I'm okay with that. Was it, I'm okay with that. But was was Johnny Yen the potential? No, he was the commander. No. Did you watch this movie? No, Kat, only you two watched the movie. I'm literally asking you who was... No, Kat, that's why you two were talking and me and Raven are listening. Jesus Christ. I'm literally like giving you names from the movie. Like, is it this one? You're like, no, Marlon, you should know. Like, I haven't Here, seen I'm it. Look, hold on. So you got, 
Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it Shin? I don't know. I can't hold remember. On, hold on. You don't know the really characters? They didn't really say their names. The only names they said were like Mulan's who, name and her Who is it? Name. Who was the potential one? Hold on. I'm showing you pictures right now. It's the between Don Lee and Jason. Was it this guy with the glasses? glasses. Great. I can't see his name. He plays Shin, which is one of the questions I asked. Do they never say the characters' names, Kat? They don't say their names as much as they what? as they should. Yeah. Wait, so they don't say their names in this movie? Like, you know what? They do, but not as much as they say Mulan's name yeah, over, and over, over and over again. Or, or, her, or, her, or her fake or, man fake name. Yeah. That's the only Everyone's one I remember because they constantly said it all the time. It was like, it's not yeah, is it is it is it is her name no longer Ping? No. No. What's her name now? What's her I can't I can't do Chinese letters. We're depending on you two to give us answers and you're getting mad at us. Disney, because like watching this, it did feel like like you're watching uh, one of the Chinese dynasty TV shows with a little bit of fantasy. It felt like that, but it felt very restrained because it was Disney. Like they did stick to using traditional Chinese names for all the characters, but at the same time, we don't hear those names said. So it was like I'm look like they'd be looking at each other and they'd be like, "Hey, you," or they'll like mumble the name, or they'd be like "soldier" or whatever. Like they don't say the name. They say Mulan a billion times, and that's who I am. The only thing I've really, I honestly, the only thing I've really heard about this movie is that the Chinese American population hates it. Um, yeah. yeah, I will say and, a lot of my Chinese friends do not like this movie. Yeah. Um, and I think I haven't heard anything about how mainland China feels about it, but they also might not have seen it yet. Maybe that's is why. It, is it because I, I haven't of the found that information? Stance on the pro-democracy situation. Chinese American. No, Some of that. honestly, most of what I've seen from Chinese Americans has nothing to do with that. Oh, okay. um, my friend didn't like it because she felt like it just didn't feel authentic, and they could have yeah. really played up in making this a foreign film because she's mm. like, if this is set in the whatever, they would be speaking Mandarin, right? That's the and issue it, I have. And, and it was like it just felt, but that then she's like, weird. oh, but because it's a Disney movie, what? What kids, what American kids are going to go see a foreign, a Disney foreign film and to make that money that they need to get back? They're not going to yeah, do that. They're going to make everyone speak English. I think the Raven grand summary of what true. I've heard, the grand summary of what I've heard is that it doesn't feel authentic. There's been yeah. other points, but now that I'm putting them all together in my head, some of it was like, it just, it's too, it, it pushes too heavily on this whole honor stereotype, which makes yeah. sense for the time period, but like, I don't feel like that was the entire point of the original Mulan either. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there was something, there were some other things, but it just felt like, yes, it just felt inauthentic, um, which honestly is, is kind of true based on the, the crew of this movie. Like yeah. they, they weren't going to authentically make a Chinese uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon style. Right. Right, movie. Right, like right, just, right. They weren't going to be able to do that authentically. I'm so, so. I'm so glad you said who was on this crew I because do. The writing part did give me problems because I was like, but why did there, you know, they did push on traditional values in their culture, but this was like so long ago. Like, 
I don't want a kid watches and be like, oh, I can do whatever I want, even with yeah. whatever. And it's like, mm. no, this is a whole nother timeline. It, like, it, I get that you're trying to make her be a strong woman, but I feel like with the stuff going on in this movie, it's like she did what she had to do in that situation. It wasn't like, you could be anything. It was like, look, her father was going to die. She wanted to do a good thing. And then you know, then when she was fighting and realized, but this is the part that got me. She didn't really want to reveal the truth until Gong Li was like, I'm going to kill you. And then she almost died and was like, in order, in order, in order to complete my mission, I must leave in truth. So I'm going to just tell everyone my, my truth right now. And then almost die from that. And then everyone fell in love with her. You know what? You're right, Milan. You did save us. Let's go listen to you. I was like, this is a fast track to whatever. Yes, Marlon, I see in hand. Thank you. I was going to say to Raymond's point, it looks like uh, mainland uh, China is boycotting the film. Wow. Because hmm. the the actress, is her name, basically she... Main- yeah, because she said right. that she supports the Hong Kong police. Yeah. But no, but that's... No, I thought it was the other way around. No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a tweet she right supports, now. She supports, she supports the, the, the police people. <laughs> The, the, the like police brutality. Like the main, yeah. Right. She's right. Okay. So you're yeah. saying mainland China is boycott. That wouldn't make sense that mainland Sorry, China Hong is boycotting Kong. her. Hong Kong. There you go. Gotcha. So okay. I that's a different thing. Yeah. Very big, big one. Difference. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Hong Kong is, boy, okay. is boycotting. Yeah. The, but but, it, but that's my point is Disney was marketing this movie to mainland China. And so they were trying to get all those mainland China monies. Uh, they really didn't seem to care about Hong Kong very much. Um, so that's what I really want to – I just don't think they've seen it yet. I'm really curious if they really like it. It's surprising that the lead, like she is like really about the Hong Kong yeah. police. I was – Yo, that took me for a loop. Like, yo, she's like, I support the police. And I was like, damn, woman. Yeah. Damn. Um, oh. I did hear – I did hear from someone say because you know things are different in China where celebrities like saying all lives matter like oh yeah, Star celebrities, God, celebrities over there are are they do say things because they want to keep their career alive so right. I was wondering if she really was about that or was she like. I have to say this, or it's not much difference in my opinion, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. But I was, I was, I, someone said that, and I was like, huh, because she was a really good Mulan, but then I'm like, dang, girl, but you're all about the stuff that we're fighting about over here. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, her being a good actor would negate her from being a kind of person that's also like, I don't mind that the, that the Hong Kong police, do, you know, are doing what they're doing. <laughs> Uh, we can ask Bo Cosby that one, but right because I was like, if that the, happened here, we'd be like, we're not watching this movie. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's just a different. I think it's just different cultures. It's or no, or actually, it's the it's the culture of China that is still. I think publicly they have to have this viewpoint that is pro Hong Kong police brutality. Um, whether they actually have it or not is a completely different conversation also, because right. I've talked to people that say that more of China is actually like kind of against that stuff, but they don't really have a choice and they can't say it publicly. So like, uh, mm-hmm. so they, it just seems like the whole country is down for it when like, I would bet it's. I would bet it's not. Uh, also that. So it's um. 
I yeah, it's we're all uh, we're this all. This turned into a magical episode now. Yeah, it has. Um, but I, I I just finished one earlier today. Yeah. Two. Also Part true. Two. But yeah, no, I just I really I really want to know how mainland China feels about this movie because they right. a lot of the decisions they made, a lot of the changes they made, a lot of it was all in response to mainland China's original opinion of the animated Mulan. Um, oh yeah. Like the, I've re- did, I read an article about did the they hair like lens. the original. No, they didn't. Do you know? No. Oh. Uh, they, 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 there was too many things. One of the things they laughed at was her cutting her hair as she was leaving oh. because that wouldn't have happened. And it makes sense. That wouldn't have happened. Men wore their hair long in that time period. Right. Why would she need to cut her hair from a Chinese, from a mainland China perspective? That's a stupid scene. That was only a very American <laughs> scene. Yeah. Right. Um, well, so like Disney. that there. Yeah. So, but Chinese Americans loved Mulan originally. I think, uh, mm. for so some of those reasons. So yeah. I that's I want to see I really want to see if Disney just fails all around with this movie or if they mm. succeeded in that particular goal of selling mainland China on this. Um but we'll find out sooner or later. It's uh, so political and it's it's almost not fair because I I do believe this is a it's the best Disney live action movie uh, really ever made. <laughs> You know, very low bars. What is it against? I don't, I don't like how the down. writing was. I don't like how the writing was, and I don't like how the directing was. But as far as like the crew and the actors, they did their damn thing. I like that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 messy, and it makes me kind of sad. But I understand. I totally understand. This is. This is just the world we live in with the movies. Now, I will say the one part besides the part with uh, her dad, any moment between her and her dad made me cry because that that right? chemistry yeah. was just it was perfect. I the only like other thing was that uh, Mina Wen had a cameo, and I was like, ah! "That's what I was talking about." But I didn't I want to spoil it part for like two yeah. seconds. I was like, "Oh, it's my girl. She in here too," and, and she was just so beautiful. And I mean, she was literally in it for fifty seconds, but it, it was it it counted. For me yeah um it just it was really good to see that and then but the thing was the movie went off christine christina aguilera sang the new song uh that when the it goes iteration off. right so no so this is it the disney original cartoon movie had reflection right because that was basically the theme of the movie is reflection look inside yourself so you're safe blah, blah blah this one had the themes in this one which was quoted like whole all the time about being loyal and true and 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 I forgot the third virtue, but that so that's like the, that's in the song and so it's a catchy song, but I was just like, damn, they changed. They even had a, their own new song, but they brought back Christina, and um, it's How just I don't dare know. They it's, it's not Steve. bring back ninety eight degrees and Stevie Wonder no, to you know, bust out their end of Mulan Chuyo. Now they did say dishonor, but they didn't say it in a very funny way. They were just like dishonor on your on you, your family, your village, your your country. They were so close. Dishonor. Dishonor on you. That's on your cow. Best that was another thing mainland China hated. Was Mushu. Just Eddie Murphy just riffing in every other scene. Like we hate. They didn't China. understand. 
they didn't understand any of that subtext with that character. I'm sure I they didn't. <laughs> that must have been like a wild translation. Just all his jokes is like, yes. <laughs> none of those are landing. None yeah. of these are landing. <laughs> in like, in like Mandarin and see the subtitles. And the transition. Oh, I'm going to oh. do that. I just want to see what Mushu said. What that meant over I mean, there. His first line is literally the honorable, the pleasurable Mushu. I'm sure that would have yeah, translated real, so real sketchy. He's like, excuse like, me? You don't like and special dragon. And special dragons don't pleasure people. What is going on here? This is, this is, this is highly disrespectful. Yeah, I Disney can Disney can do can ride them. But I mean, again, Disney. So it's like a catch twenty two. Disney profits off culture. We know this, but at the same time. They do this is because they're trying to have people all over the world feel included in their decisions and making these stories. So that'd be like, oh, this is part of my, yeah, da 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 da. But at the same time, if you can't get it right, then it was just strictly for profit in the in the first place. So it's like, damn if they do, damn if they don't. You know, I feel like they make their films with China in mind because China is like one of their biggest like contributors to their wealth. I mean, (laughs) think about every think about every film that's flopped in America but has done like triple digit numbers in the millions in China. Think of all the Transformers (laughs) films that flop in America, but they go right, right to China. Like, check out this, check out our movie. They're like, cool, watch it eight times. Even the second Avengers movie that was like the worst out of the three, or how many Avengers there were. And and there was a big part that was just backed by I think the most recent movie um, with Rihanna was an alien. What was that movie? Uh, Valerian. uh, The yeah, 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 that movie. That movie. It was a, an absolutely bomb, like bombed here. But over horrible. in China, like they vibe with that movie heavy, and it was hugely big over there. To borrow some vocabulary from someone I hate, but yeah, I, mean, I feel like it's, it's it's all about profit. So they're like, hey, like if we do a Mulan film that's live action, are we gonna like recoup that here if we're not gonna have any of the songs in it? And I think they made a good play of like, yo, like we're not gonna have any of these songs that people love, so. North America wide, it's probably not going to do great. But if we stick to like what China wants, mainland China, they're going to see this film and they're going to like, we're going to recoup those losses. So I feel like it was smart to be like, great, we're taking the songs out and we're going to be go right to like pandering this to mainland China and just put it right there, right up their alley and not even care that. People are upset that there's no song, there's no Li Shang, there's no Mushu. We're just going to direct it right towards this audience and just not look back. I feel like if Mulan, if this Mulan was not a family film, it would have been very, very good because it it, it was, it, it had, if they took the Disney element out of it, it would have been just a typical Chinese drama that would have, it would have been one of the best ones because you have A-list Chinese stars in it and it would have been hella good. But I feel like, again, you know, you're pandering to another country, but at the same time trying to include that Disney element as far as like, it's completely in English. It has all these values that I feel like, you know, I'm not in the Chinese community, but I feel like some people were like, that, we don't do that there. Like, we don't do that here, you know? So it, it was... There was a lot of disconnect. And so 
I feel like it's, I don't know. I'm with Ray. I do want to see how this plays out because, you know, we have the rest of the year to decide when it comes out on Disney Plus in December too. So people will be like, okay, I'll, I'll give this movie a shot, you know, but who knows? I don't know. It's just, I say, you know, check it out if you can. If you don't want to check it out, that's fine. That's why we have the original mm-hmm. Mulan movie, which I kind of want to watch now because mm-hmm. I miss the songs. Yeah. I definitely miss the songs. Yeah, I feel like it's a win for Disneyland. It's, I mean, it's, if they tried to do this the way they've done every other film, it would have been Ugh. a similar flop, like a CGI Mushu, a CGI Cricky. Um, the songs would have fell flat live action wise. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, there was a cricket. It was a guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like the only so, scene that probably would have been okay to see would have been uh, make a man out of you because they could have done the whole like action montage. They said it. They said it quite a bit. Oh, they said it at twice. least twice. At least twice. There was no. There was no men out of you. They were like, "Today you will be men. We will yeah. make a man out of you." I was yeah. like, "All oh, music? No, nope. because they did play." in certain scenes like the part where Mulan's running back to whoever they play the instrumental reflection and I was like am I okay with this because this feels like you're just insulting me you're not going to have no songs but you're going to play that really well, <laughs> but, just to tie you like hey you remember that song right yeah we're going to play the instrumental yeah, like, the instrumental They're version feel something at this point in the film. We just did a whole new original. We're going to go the original. No, but I feel like it, it would have been like I feel like Mulan as a film had it been live action is all over the place emotionally. Like they literally do, uh, they do a song about finding a woman that they want to love, and then the next scene they find dead bodies, and it's like. Oh, there are dead bodies in the scene. I like that though. <laughs> it's like a horror like, turn. It's like, oh. I like that though. Those men were really like. I understand they were being silly to keep the spirits up, but then it was like, but we gotta get back to work and dead bodies. Because as a child, I was like, oh my god. But think about it from the live action perspective, though. Like live action, that would have been a waxy. Like I feel like That's all. True. I feel like most of these Disney songs work because of like it's animation you can draw Simba in the middle of a stacked tower of singing animals and it doesn't look weird because of cartoons it's a lot mm-hmm. harder to then make that great CGI lifelike animals with animal eyes and animal features and be like this is strange and weird and I don't like it so I feel like Mulan I feel like Cutting the songs out probably is probably going to put it in like a better position than the other movies. Maybe they'll right. borrow some things that, like, and they'll probably like, okay, like what's like four songs we can do that we can stick to and cut the rest out that we might not need. Uh, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely think that Mulan's a good movie. I am hoping. Did they include my favorite like coldest line delivered in a Disney film ever, where um, uh, Shang Tsung is like. Uh, he he's like captured two imperial. He, he's captured two imperial guards, and he tells him, "I have an, I have a message for the emperor. Go deliver it to him." And as they're running, one guy says, "How many men does it take to deliver a message?" And the guy goes, "Only one." And the dude knocks an arrow and like shoots it. Did they include that scene? No. That was the coldest scene in because, Mulan. Like literally the Gong, coldest Gong scene. Gong Li has powers, and she is able to. Oh, shapeshift or get inside the person and portray uh, the person oh, and to get wow. she's a shapeshifter from that and so the people are like okay we'll do what you say and then she leaves with a, the person leaves with a smile on their face and then she turns into birds and that's why I said Gong Lee's character needs a damn movie and needs to be 
completely a foreign movie. I would watch that movie. They stole my scene. She didn't make sense in this movie because I was like, how do you get a powerful character in this whole movie working for, got for Jason? Mystique out here. Right. It's literally. She got Asian Mystique out here just hanging in the back Steve. burner. And Maleficent put together. Like, it was just, she was too powerful. And that's why I was like, towards the end, I was like, this don't make no damn sense. Girl, you kill everybody yeah. with just a blink of your eye. But no, damn, you know, because I'm like, well, I, I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you, you know? I'm sad. Um, now. But Marlon, the scene with the, the soldiers and the body parts, that was a bit more serious in this movie because it was like, there was nothing like, funny before but they were just like walking like okay we're gonna go march to whatever and then they passed the battlefield it was just bodies upon bodies and i was like damn is this a kids movie uh-uh. <laughs> just like, everybody's dead everybody's gone and Mulan's just like let the like bodies hit the floor let the bodies hit the floor let the bodies hit the floor wow <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand Did we but go yeah. back in time no, we did. Um, I give Mulan a solid B. It's a, it's We're a, it's a grades. Good okay. Well, I mean, that's what I do. I thought we were going to score like one out of five. We're like, I give it a B. If it was score one out of five, I give it. I give it a four. It's really? it's a good kids movie for a kids movie. It's a very a good kids movie. I would definitely show this to uh, the. I would show this to my students, and we can enjoy it and we can talk about the elements in it. Like I would say, it's good for that. If this was a standalone movie Wait, for me right? myself, and I PG thirteen. Okay, this might be a yeah. little much for for Victoria and the gang. I'm like, nah, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> They've seen everything. Catch that kids. mom that brings They've her kids things. to like a Saw film opening night. Like, are you bringing your babies into a Saw film? They'll be fine. They're going to be all right. They're going to see it anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's not different than Star Wars. All, all my nieces and nephews has watched all the Star Wars movies, and that's that's a little bit heavier than those. Okay. So they seen Star Wars. That's fine then. If you, even if you see The Force Awakens, if you've seen that, you can handle Mulan. Sure. <laughs> you can definitely handle Mulan. Um, yeah. Even if you watch The Clone, you can handle this. Um, I, I say on that, it's a good family movie. A standalone movie as an adult, I do have issues with, but that's just because I'm picky like that. But those are my thoughts, if that helps anyone. Um, yeah. Eming, I don't know how you Thank feel. you for watching that. I appreciate your uh, Eming, what was, Eming, one out of five, what would you give it? Four. Sorry, two fours, all right. It's good to know. I enjoyed it. I mean, there's th- things that could have been different, but for what it was... And based on the other live actions that I've seen, yeah. this was, was above the This was a movie. It was a movie. Like, they <laughs> put some thought and effort, <laughs> and they didn't just use the original as, like, a, as like a jumping-off point. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciated the effort. Even if it was, like, done by, like, a, a crew of not all Asian people, people like, I appreciated the, the effort. All right. So. Good time. Well, we'll check out Mulan when it comes out uh, in December when it's, you know, free 99 for an account we already pay for. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, yeah. you know, we'll just jump into some fun video game stuff. We- Marlon's World. Marlon's World. Bobby's World. Great show. <laughs> uh, we're going to jump right into just talking about Marvel. Um, 
to wrap things up. Mostly because we all had some free time to do it. And I love that everyone was like on the group chat, just checking in like, where are you at? Where are you at? How can we coordinate this? Raymond's like, I'm done. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Bye. Raymond is Raymond in all things. So he was first. Um, yeah, we got a chance to kind of all really get into it. So, what, Raymond? I said, I just really wanted to play Thor. Mm-hmm. So, through. <laughs> um, yeah, so we all got a chance to kind of like just get through this game, try to play through. Our goal, of course, is to get to a certain point where we can do the multiplayer stuff and not get any spoilers because I think that'd be like the wildest part is if we like try to do like the multiplayer Avengers initiative. It's like, oh, this is all end game content. We don't know how we got here. So, we're kind of all just jumping into the game. Um, I know that for me, I'm right at the part where. I got Thor, which was uh, exciting. Um, it's really a dope part to get Thor. But I definitely want to talk about, just for you all, um, just to describe the intro to this game. It was absolutely adorable. Um, I literally was filled with like little like smiley butterflies on how they began this game. It was too cute. Um, Kamala, Kamala Khan. I'm gonna call her Kamala Harris like four times. I know it's gonna happen. Kamala Khan. Racist. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How dare you? I'm a, you want to talk about cops? I am. I am colorblind. And I'm kidding. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm sorry. No, I don't want that. I don't want that heat. I don't want that heat. Uh, <laughs> no. Um. I, I think it was like the cutest way to start this game is to start the game from the mindset and the perspective of the Avengers' biggest fan, Kamala Khan, as she shows up to like this big convention and she's like submitted a really cool comic book and like the Avengers read it, invited her to like be a part of these like finalists and whatnot and to like have her individually have moments with them and for her to geek out and be like, you're so great. And I think for me, like, it was just really cute to see that Thor, like, was talking to her and had some little quips to say to her. And then Captain America, like, gave her a comic book and some kind words. But just to kind of see how they invested into the story, just um, so many emotional tie-ins. Um, it was just beautiful just to see that all kind of, like, come to play and come to fruition. And ultimately, I definitely have the strongest point part of this game is like the emotional tie-ins to the characters and to each other so that was cool um just to kind of be a part of that but i also want to say that what's been wild for everyone i i know myself included has been some of the fun glitches that happen in the game have have any have, 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 have anyone of you been in a, in a glitch in the game so far you no, you skipped so fast over the good stuff. Well, I don't want to. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know like how much I should dive into the good stuff. I was like, should I like give you like a should I give them like a nice little lead in like you got to do more. But if you want to drop I, in, Raymond, feel free. It, I just I'm just gonna add this game story. This game story main campaign honestly is one of. It's honestly was really good. Mm-hmm. Like it was better than I thought it was going to be. They did a great. They re- they did a really good job with every character, um, despite. Uh, what we're about to get to on glitches and stuff like I can't reiterate more how good I thought the storyline was Mm -hmm. for this game it it did a very good job Um, uh, yes this game isn't perfect Um, (laughs) and I don't and I'm not ready to give it a full review myself yet but um, but if I was just grading it off of off the story that's like it high praise for the story Mm -hmm. I agree I agree uh, what was your favorite part of the story so far? I mean, I know that we are all around the Thor portion of the game, Raymond, but did you have a favorite part leading up to that? Um, I, mm, 
My favorite part was Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. I think that like everything about Kamala Khan's storyline, uh, uh, but uh, starting with what you said with her cute beginning and then leading into like the, the point of the game is uh, if you have watched even a single trailer at all, the point of the game is Captain America's dead. Um, mm-hmm. And so watching her be kind of the Captain America role in this group mm-hmm. was like really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she filled those, they did a good job of ha- having her fill those shoes. Um, so uh, that's that like that. I think that was my favorite part. Once I realized what they were doing there and I was like, Oh wait, but like Kamala's kind of the new cap. Like, <laughs> like this is great. Like um, they, I, it was really, I got really happy. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that's, I think that's my favorite part. There was a lot of other cool things that I don't want to spoil, but um, of what I can say, I think, Kamala's leadership role was really great. What about you, Amy? You have three reports so far? Um, I like that I unlocked one of her outfits, so now I have a fanny pack. Yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> the fanny pack. Fit. Like, I was like, yes, I have a fanny pack. Nice. I do appreciate that. Um, that's, I, I, I'm at the part where we, we meet Tony Stark, so that's, I haven't gotten mm. as far as you guys yet. That was yet, a fun one. But I'm, I'm really liking how they fix some of the gameplay issues mm-hmm. um, from the from the, the the initial test run of it, um, and I like the storyline. I, I, I sometimes get lost in the cutscenes, like oh right, I have to start playing again. <laughs> um, but I'm enjoying it, and I I'm kind, I, I'm definitely going to be kind of sad when I finish the campaign. Probably it's probably why I'm taking my sweet time, but I'm enjoying it so far, and I hope it it gets better as it goes it on does. oh yeah cat did you get into this world yet I, yeah i know every, every time i'm on cat <laughs> is like always on final fantasy <laughs> like 18 I hours really in. Home. i wasn't really home um this weekend and when i did i did play final fantasy but i wasn't really home to really enjoy this game Kat so is, i will try to check it out this week cat is basically the equivalent of like a wow person so like there were cat is like all into i don't know what the world of Final Fantasy is called. I, I, I was gonna say <laughs> she's like Neo in her own personal Matrix. <laughs> well, there's Matrix a lot of stuff happening, and there's campaigns, and I'm in like a a whole group, and so if we That's plan going these things, dungeons and raids and whatnot on Final Fantasy, we have a whole Discord and everything. Cats so doing it's like, Leroy Jenkins and running yeah, into like, the I don't got time. Y'all knew that. I got my, I got my, I got support. I got to heal some people. I do not. I'm for no Avengers right I now. People die. Cash is pulling aggro for the whole group. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Cat, what are you doing? doing? Get them away from us. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I, I have started a little bit of it because um, I the the version I had had a lot of stuff already unlocked. So then I was like, oh, I'll just save this for later, whatever this stuff is mm. that came with the game. So, yeah. it, I mean, it's by the same. Technically by the same company, but not really technically. So it, it, uh, yeah, I'll I'll get to it when I get to it. Well, once you know, there is a lot of some more. Oh yeah, yeah. When you're ready, we can do the co-op. Yeah, I think that's a girl. Like once we can do a co-op together, be dope to see. I'm sure Raymond's gonna either be Thor, Iron Man. So far from his. 
from his likes. I, I think Cat wanted to be Iron Man. It's fine. I mean, I, I mean Thor. No. Remember, I'm Leroy Jenkins, I, so it don't matter. I will. I will be. I actually kind of plan on playing this game enough where I don't mind playing. Like I really don't mind anybody. So yeah. I'm gonna let y'all pick first. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've gotten my Thor gameplay in. We just gotta, you know, get to the harm room and really practice all those uh, those moves and whatnot. God, I'm so bad at the harm rooms. Oh, is. It's, I, I, I like it because it's like great. Like you need to know these things if you're gonna play this character. Like, like, you got it. I'm trying. Some of it, I feel like the game also. I feel like a lot, a lot of it's around cheesing certain things. So like, I know from playing this Iron Man, like great. I've learned that there's a certain range that I can be to where I can attack and won't get like aggro from a certain like creature. So like, like if, if, I, if I'm like do like a quick flyby into like where there's some turrets, I know if I fly out far enough and slowly like fly in, I can like either repulse a ray or laser a target and like knock it on then land and then deal with the other crowds there. But you kind of got to, they're all little tweaks to the game, but they're all, there have been some really interesting like bugs I've been dealing with. Like uh, the game, for instance, um, at a certain point in the game where um, you uh, have to interrogate someone and um, the game will prompt you to go find uh, Bruce Banner to do the interrogation. Um, in the game, if you hit like the up directional button, it'll always highlight where your where your where your goal is, where the next person is, or like some shops around the area. And for like a good ten minutes, I was like, "Why can't I find Bruce Banner?" It's only showing me the war table. And I like ran around like, okay, maybe I need to get farther away. Let me get closer. Um, and I figured, okay, maybe it's a war table. So I click on the war table. They gave, maybe it's, it's a selectable mission. Um, then, of course, it's not that. And then a second glitch I found while trying to find Bruce Banner during that glitch was that if I clicked on one of those um, uh, harm room missions, um, I couldn't back out to go to the just the the main helicarrier it it, it it i had to either go on the mission or do like a soft reset to to get it back so i was doing a lot of that i also found that that um if you didn't uh purchase um like a selectable item when the game first shows you the store the next time you go even if you want to peruse it won't let you leave until you actually buy something um which was annoying so i'm like i just wanted to see things and i had to I had to buy the room. It won't let me go. You can't window shop in this game. You have to purchase it. It's like, no looking. You buy, no looking. I was like, fine, game. I'll spend my hard earned. I don't know what the currency is. That's also things. I don't know what the currency is for some reason. Comic books? Like, I thought it was comic books too, but it's also like, like, but then it's like you have 1,000 of like a thing. It's called units. Is it units? I think it's literally called units. Okay, good. Because I feel like that was never. I feel like there are a lot of things that just weren't made clear. Of like you're you're using these things to purchase these things, and so this is a lot of like mm-hmm. trying to like innately figure it out or have someone tell I, every you things. Time, every time I open up a chest and it shows me what I got, it shows the green things and it says units. So oh. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like it, it, it doesn't like ever like mention this cost like a thing of units. I feel like even if the game starts like with most games it's like this costs like this is a currency or like they'll like say this is a currency or like use it in a phrase but I feel like I was like I, I don't know what any of these small little things are and I had to like I, I feel like at some point I had to like up the um like the text so I could read things. I'm like what's this small item say or what am I grabbing because I was like I don't know what any of these things are called and I had to like really like what's you know I feel like a lot of it I had to like stop and like you know I'm gonna go into the, the settings I'm gonna go through and like just really 
read things because I feel like it was just the, the pop-ups weren't helpful. So like learning great, like, you know, how can I purchase this? What does this comic book do? Is a comic book just like a, is it like just like a cosmetic thing? Is it like an in-game collectible thing? Um, so there's a, there's a lot of questions that was, I'm looking forward just to kind of getting more clarity on. Um, but I mean, there are some other smaller glitches in the game where like, if you're, I know for Kamala Khan, when I was uh, jumping over something, I think my foot got caught in the wall and I just kind of like slid down. I was like, great. Now what's going to happen? The game thankfully like reset and I was like, cool, I'm back. I was like, that was weird that I just slid through this wall and I just like, was like, great, we're going to wait here for a minute and then boom. Uh, but yeah. Otherwise, I, I, I still think it's a fun game and it just came out. So I mean, there's going to be bugs. It's going to be glitchy. Um, I feel like it's just like a part of the world when you buy a game is that there's going to be glitches. It's a Bethesda game. It is a Bethesda game. So I'm sure they'll patch it. If it was. Well, if it was a Bethesda game, then, you know, it would be just unplayable at certain points. So, um, yes. <laughs> so it's fine. I feel like, you know, for a game that just came out with Friday or whatever, like, yo, I got patience. Um, a lot of it doesn't really affect the story mode uh, a lot. And um, a good, like, soft reset tends to, like, fix some things. So that's been helpful. Raymond, have you run into anything that's been, like, fun or interesting about the game so far that's been gl- glitchy? Fun and interesting and glitchy? Yeah. No. <laughs> I haven't run into something that's been all of those. No fun, um, glitchy things? Right. <laughs> uh, some glitches here and there. Uh, uh, we've I've had to reset uh, missions way too many times because they just weren't transitioning once the objective was done. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that gets fixed. Uh, my friend sent me a video of uh, him doing a mission and the companion Thor that was flying. Um, it's just a, it's just a CPU playing. It's not like this is a. It's not like. In this situation, it wasn't like it was a person playing the store character and they were lagging or something. Mm-hmm. This was the companion through the <laughs> through the game, and it's just doing this and just shaking the whole time. Like Thor will not stand still. And there's no there's no battle, there's no nothing. He just keeps jumping through the air like this, like he's, <laughs> he's being good shaped the entire time. So, um, I don't understand what they were doing with. I don't know. Understand what was happening there. There's just bugs they need to fix. And so, yes, I think at the end of the day, this game hopefully won't be marred by those like Anthem was. Uh, Anthem, Anthem I heard, was just really buggy. It just got buggier and buggier over time. Um, So as long as we're not hitting some weird situation, as long as I can play games with people and we can get through the mission, Mm -hmm. there will be some patience there. But um, it needs to be quick on some of these things. They got too many to fix. Yeah, I had had a problem. I had a problem with because I, I got the edition where you could play three days early, and there was a whole big problem with that because it was not available for me to play it early, and I was like, "Okay, Square Enix, what are we doing?" And so they were like, "Yeah, we know there's some problems, so we're working on it." I didn't get any updates or anything, but I was able to access it like a day or two days later. And I was like, well, what was the point of me paying a little bit extra when it was like the day before it came out that I can access it? So I was kind of already bummed like, okay. Um, But yeah, I heard there was a lot of bugs and stuff. So I was hoping there was going to be a patch this week to uh, download to kind of make it a little bit more tidy because, you know, stuff happens. refund on that? 
Like the no. You should have emailed like yo, like like hey. I will. Like, or I mean, I could be like, I paid for this. Like ten dollars back for this pre-order. Can I get? You know what? They're not going to give you ten dollars. They're just going to give me probably some pretty cool thing available to this game because you know that's how we do cosmetics. You get to have the Hulk original nineteen seventy eight comic book cover costume. Enjoy. We're so sorry for you not being allowed access early on. Oh boy, I. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, it was it's it's a good game thus far. I'm really excited for. It. I really like the the playability. I really like the move sets. Um, and then once I get to a point where I can play with friends, I'm really gonna be interested in seeing like what uh, what kind of interesting things we can get into when it comes to the the roster you can pick from. Um, I know that from from from, from this this podcast right here, there's going to be some some interesting new additions later on when it comes to the, the character roster opening up. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that changes the ongoing story or uh, just the playability and like the way to like adapt each mission to the player you select. Um, so I'm excited. I see what it look, I'm excited to see how it develops, what it turns into, and um, to hold me over until November when um, Cyberpunk drops. So. Ooh. I'm excited. We're getting closer. That's the day. We're getting closer. Starpunk has already has already said in multiple statements that we promise we're not going to push the release date back any farther. This yes. is it. And I'm like, well, thank you for making sure that we know that because you told us it was going to come out yeah. in what July, and I was like, not July. So sorry, October. I'll believe it when I see it. Not October. So sorry, November. September, and I was so confused. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, I'm like, listen, you kept pushing it back, which is hopefully a good thing, which is you wasn't ready. So by November, I better see very few bugs since you pushed it back a few times. I should see like, I don't mind a few bugs here and there, but nothing, nothing crazy, nothing ridiculous. But anyway, cat, that's just uh, that's the that's the hot corner today. It's uh, <laughs> the hot corner. <laughs> My goodness. That hot corner. Um, I will say, since we all got the game, if you are getting the PS5, we get a free upgrade to have a PS5 version of this game. So that's pretty cool. It, I yeah, swear, if those, if these, so many things. I'm going to be so upset if we find out that, like, Raymond mentioned it like before we started recording. He was mentioning that what if we get the PS5 and like we find out that this game was optimized for the PS5 in mind, and that's where some of these things, some of these issues that's are coming from. It's like this is not the system it was meant to be played on. <laughs> hey, free upgrade means I'm a, I can at least just turn it on when I want to when I get the PS5. But then that means I have to buy a PS5, and uh, I wasn't planning on doing that yeah. so soon. It's okay, Raymond. Me and Kat will tell you all about it when we uh, get our emails about the pre-orders. I know. I'm hoping I get chosen to get one because I was yeah. really excited when I saw that email, and I was like, now I just have to wait to see if I get chosen. Yeah. And if I get it, I'm gonna be like, I got money saved up to purchase the new Same. one and those two <laughs> damn controllers because you can never. Because they never ever lie to get like, oh, these controllers can be compatible for the next one. No, no, you got to buy these new ones. No, so you got to buy two I gotta buy new, the new ones. system, a second controller, and um, hopefully that is all. And I'm only going to buy the, the digital one. Is that outside your wedding budget? Oh, that one was already put in like in, in plan. Like put together. I had that plan. So I'm like, yo, this is put aside for this <laughs> day. PS5 was like this a is, PS5. This is the oh. PS5 day. This is this is PS5 rainy day fun so I can purchase this right. digital uh, PS5 only hopefully because it's built just to not, I mean, I feel like it'll run faster maybe since so it doesn't have that extra Oh, you early adapters, you. 
I mean, that's how I got my PS3. I I got the one of the first, and it was actually that's that was my favorite PlayStation console ever. It was the best one because after a certain while, they changed it, and then everybody was like, the original was better. And I was like, I'm I'm so proud that I had that. And then uh, I'm hoping that this first batch is going to be pretty solid and. And it'll just maintain this thing because I mean I know they I believe in PlayStation. I mean, hopefully it is, but I mean I don't think so because the PS4 and the PS4 Pro exist. So it's like it's somewhere they're like, let's just make this PS4 better. And it's like a PS4 Pro, it's like, ah, but I bought a PS4 already. Ah man. So I can definitely see in the future (laughs) they'll be like PS5 drops, and then three years later, the PS5 Pro, and it's like, God. Yeah, but Sony. Oh yeah, you're right. Mm. <laughs> now when well, you know, now when happens, happens. Now, now the PS5 Pro it plays in 20k, and it's like no. Okay. You can look. see the pores in all the characters. You can see right through their pores. <laughs> you can smell them. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't you want smell if you play them. Diablo, you, you can smell the sulfur from playing in hell. Yeah, especially uh, even Devil May Cry, probably the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's all going to be leading up to like Ready Player One esque suits and treadmills. You just like run around. Just... You mean like the Dean and and Community? Oh my God, I love that. That was a great scene. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find the enter button. Just... Um, I know we didn't talk about we didn't talk about this last week, but uh, the little anime show, but with the Sanrio characters, the Agarets Agaristic, I can't say her name, but the one with the little red panda, they actually made fun of that, and I, I was like, first of all, that season was. Season three is probably the most relatable season as a millennial. And in the beginning of the whole season, she's like super addicted to these video games. And I felt that because that was me. But she was addicted to like these VR games that were very sensory friendly. And she was uh, spending so much money on all the little like items and end game. So it was kind of almost like a mobile game, but it was like VR. And so uh, she says she spent like all this money in yen. And when I looked it up, it was like nearly $2,000. I was like, girl, hell no. But she was doing that because she was at a point of her life where she was like, oh, I just go, I just work all day. There's not really much to do. Gaming gives me a, a feeling of, you know, getting away from reality. So why not pay? And she says, this, why not pay for something that I love? And I was like, damn it, I've said that before. <laughs> but I've never spent $2,000 or anything. But it was just so relatable. Um, seeing us game all that and just seeing that actually reflected in an anime. And uh, I was like, girl, that that was probably, and that was in the first episode. That's the realest thing I ever scene on a show mm-hmm. with animals but uh i just thought that was funny because like her vr was her vr set was it was it looked like a playstation 5 but then it had a a, a, a head a vr headset so i was like is that is that ps5 in the future i don't know but uh yeah thank you guys again we had a very long episode i think we broke our record Eming, probably. Uh, have fun editing this. Thank you guys for coming together. Editing? What? <laughs> I'm not editing. Got to talk about all these amazing things. Uh, shout out to our listeners. Thank you guys for taking a chance on us and downloading and listening to all our episodes. Uh, we love you guys so much. If you want to, uh, if you have any questions or concerns, hit us up on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. 
We also on Twitch occasionally. I'm looking at Marlon. Occasionally. Um, yeah, we're there too. Called out. I will. I'm going to do it right after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Evening Ray and Marlon, for just dealing with this heat. Because I know some of y'all had to turn the fan off for this recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you for that um to everyone else uh keep cool wear your mask love each other and geek on this episode of quest on media's geek force was produced in richmond california